Welcome back to Jamie D and Big Newt. That over there, my friend, my compadre, my partner in crime, that is Big Chris Newton. Say what up, buddy. What up, though? We are coming back at you yet again with another episode. And frankly, Newt, I'm I'm excited about this one because the Buffalo Bills took a major step forward this past season, and in particular, so did Josh Allen. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. However, one thing that we need to be concerned with is what is the likelihood of regression? So as a team and Josh Allen as an individual. But before we get to that, we have an announcement. You listeners may remember that we had a bit of a sweepstakes where last podcast we were sharing our favorite memories of the Buffalo Bills and Newt so graciously opened it up to say, if people were to share their favorite Bill's memory with us uh, through Twitter, he would give away his autographed football. Is that right? That is correct. And once again, it's autographed by no one. My son keeps <laughs> telling me, why do you keep saying it's an autographed football? There's no autograph. It is an autographable Football. So when you go to uh, Bill's uh, mini camp coming up, well, not mini camp, but training camp coming up, because we're going to be having it this year, thank God. And you see Josh Allen or you see one of your favorite players and you got something legit for them to sign, man. And they're going to find you and they're going to sign that ball. Absolutely. And our winner is Amy, who is of the Twitter handle. Grow Stronger 70. She wrote to us and said, My favorite play was part of a terrible game. It was the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl when Don Beebe caught Leon Lett to prevent yet another touchdown. It's my favorite because it epitomizes how I have always wanted sports to be played. Play your hardest until the game is over no matter what. That, and I hate the Cowboys. Amy, you're the big winner of the current boom, boom, room living autographable football. <laughs> and I already <laughs> sent the message out to her. So, Amy, you uh, send me your address. I promise you I won't show up or anything weird like that. I'm going to just send <laughs> you your ball. And uh, we just ask that you take a picture with it and at Jamie D and myself. Uh, so we give legitimacy that, hey, I keep my promises. And I actually sent it out. And really, we hadn't rehearsed that or even talked about it before the last show. That was just you riffing off the top of your head. And I love that you did that, man. Hey, man, I'm in a given mood, man. When I when Big New get happy and you know the sun's out, people taking their masks off. You know, I'm able to go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and eat wings and watch playoff basketball and softball and track and field and baseball. I mean, I was in a given mood, man. Big New feeling good right about now. So the sun is out. You're right. It, it's like we really have hopped into summer weather. So with the sun is out, with the sun being out, are the guns out? The guns are getting there, man. The guns are getting there. Like I said, you know, I've been doing the keto diet. I'm still hovering at four, man. I'm kind of stagnant. I've been traveling a lot. I've been eating a little Shake Shack and some Valentino's pizza and stuff. So <laughs> I don't know if I can say those things because we're not getting paid for advertising. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, it's okay. It's I mean, okay. wait, whack, and and Mama Mama Tino's and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, I don't know. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we don't want to give any free advertising. But yeah, I mean, 
so I'm still hovering. But yeah, it's, it feels good to be out. Um, since we've last talked, you know, we went down to Wilmington uh, for a little CAA baseball. I got to see uh, University of North Carolina Wilmington against Northeastern play for the CAA championship. And that was fun just being out and, you know, people without masks and socializing and everybody hugging each other. And, you know, it, it feels good, man. I, I've, I've been giving out so many bro hugs the last couple of weeks, man. It, it's crazy, you know? Yeah, I have to say, I didn't realize how much I hated wearing the mask until recently when we were able to start taking it off. Here in Washington, D.C., they have pretty much removed all mask regulations, and they're about to uh, they're about to allow businesses to start operating at full capacity again. Now, mm-hmm. the science is out. It's saying where people are vaccinated, COVID is not a problem. Where people are not vaccinated, COVID is growing. Well, I'm thankful that I live in a place where COVID is staying limited. It seems like the vaccinations have uh, worked here. And I just traveled to Florida, which had been a hotbed over this past weekend. And mm-hmm. really, there are no uh, there are no limitations on capacities and things like that. And being part of normal life just felt so good. Felt so good getting back to that. And you went down to Tampa, Florida, where my in-laws live and had a good time this past weekend celebrating your parents' 50th 50th wedding anniversary, yeah. I can't imagine doing anything for 50 years, let alone being married. (laughs) But my parents have a condo down outside of Tampa, St. Pete's, and they said, all we want are children, grandchildren, and their significant others to come down and that's what we did. We had a great weekend. We ate some great food. And I went down there one weight and I came up with none of my pants fitting. There it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know the area well. Like I said, my in-laws live down there once again. I met my wife down at Florida State. So that's our stopping grounds. We actually got married down there in that area in a little harbor uh, right there yeah. at the St. Pete on the beaches and stuff. So it's a beautiful area. Like you said, the food is wonderful. Seafood is immaculate, fresh mm-hmm. out the water. So I, I know you had a good time. And, and 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 even though, once again, the biggest reason, celebrate 50 years of marital bliss, man. And, you know, I love your parents. So oh, big shout you. out, man. Happy anniversary. They love you. Uh, they When you came and stayed with them, uh, when we were going up there for a game, they were like, this guy's the best. Why, why don't you bring him every year for a game? I said, hey, <laughs> we could do that. Yeah, man, they made me feel at home, man. Hopefully we get back this year when we go with the uh, Washington, D.C. Bills backers. I believe our trip is what, the Jacksonville game? Going to Jacksonville this year, Jacksonville, yeah. Jacksonville, man. So we're going to have to do a live remote. We got to figure this out. We Next do have to figure months, it out. We got to figure out how we're going to do like a live remote, you and I, you know, tour the bus, you know, having a good time on the way up to the Bills game, man, you know. Let's talk about regression, Big Newt. What do you think? Well, we talked about a few weeks ago. We both gave our predictions of the season, which is way too early. We got to see how things play out. We went 13-3 and last year, okay? And I I predicted 13-4 and this year. So when you talk about regression, see – for us to have true regression – and I'm moving forward because I know we're going to talk about Josh Allen um, by itself. But as you look at the totality of the schedule, if we lose one more game because we added one more game, 13-4 and four would not be a regression in my opinion. No. A regression 
for our season, we go eight, nine wins, okay? And we have, you know, more losses. We have seven, eight losses. That would be a regression in my opinion. And, and for that to happen, I think that would be probably solely on Josh Allen. And what scares me about the season, the only thing that scares me, and please don't think I'm being Debbie Downer. I'm just being, once again, realistic Reggie. The one thing that scares me, or I'm eager to see, I'm not going to say scared, let's just say eager to see. I'm eager to see how Josh Allen performs where it's going to be 80,000 people screaming. Mm-hmm. When he goes to Miami and it's hot and it's fans, when he goes uh, to Kansas City in October, going to Tennessee and it's 80,000 people, how is he going to respond to that? And and that's what I'm looking forward to more than anything. I think that's going to be the direct reflection of our season right there. And to define to define regression, what you have to look for is the mean. And in this case, the mean is going to be the expected record of the Buffalo Bills. Now, the way we talk about it in sports is it's the mean value of one variable and a corresponding value to other variables. In this case, the variable is expected performance versus the number of wins. So did the Bills overperform this past season? And if you say that the answer is yes, you know, they had a, a couple of uh, you know, last minute wins late in the season against my uh, or early in the season, Miami, the Rams come to mind. You know, those games go the other way. New England, New England, they were yes. driving down the field and got the Cam Newton fumble. That's another one. Right. Those games could have easily bounced the other direction. The Bills could have been 10 and 6 instead of 13 and 3. So to me, if you look at that, the correct answer is somewhere in the middle. Because the Bills also could have won one more game than they did had they not given up that last second touchdown. Arizona. Arizona. Right. Right. So to me, their expected record last year, based on how they played, was somewhere between 10 and 6 and 14 and 2. They ended up at 13 and three going forward into this season. I would say that they're looking like a very similar team and a similar team should have a similar record. Once we take out the variables that include things like injuries, strengths of schedule, etc. So I would think if I'm a betting man and I'm figuring out the stats here, there's one more game on the season. I would bet that if we're looking at number of losses, I would say there's somewhere between two and six losses on the season. Does that sound reasonable? That does sound reasonable, and I like the way you're thinking. So you're saying if everything is ceteris paribus, if everything's the same, and when I say that, I'm only saying if Josh Allen stays healthy. Because if Josh Allen gets hurt, then it's all bets out the window, right? You're just hoping that we could just hold serve and and not sink the ship uh, with Mitch Trubisky. So with everything Ceteris Paribus, Josh Allen staying healthy, you think think that we could go 15-2 or we could go 11-6, somewhere between 11-6 and and 15-2. Yes, that would be. I think that is a reasonable expectation for this team. 
Okay, and that's fair. So that means you're what you're saying is if we only get ten wins, then that will be the regression. But if we yes. get to eleven wins, then that's pretty much on course. That is exactly what I'm saying. I got you. So I if the you. Bills lose seven games, I'm going to consider that a regression. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think that's fair. The question then is, if ever, like you said, everything is equal. What is the likelihood that the Bills could see a regression to 10 to 6? What would be the things that could cause that to happen? Once again, Josh Allen gets hurt. Josh Allen gets hurt. Yes, I I, I can't possibly. With, but but you got to look at our schedule, though. Remember, and then you got to look at this time last year when we looked at the schedule. It seemed daunting, right? Yes. But then things didn't fall the way they were supposed to fall. Teams weren't as good as they were supposed to be. Once again, the Steelers um, come to mind. Who else? Um, Seattle. Seattle wasn't as good. The 49ers. Rams. The Rams. The NFC West wasn't as good as we thought that they were going to be. Right. And so then also we thought New England, we didn't think we would sweep New England and uh, perhaps maybe drop one of Miami. So the schedule seemed daunting. Now this time, fast forward a year later, now we look at this schedule and not just because we feel like we've gotten better, but we look at the schedule individually each game. It is like we don't, I don't feel like we have a daunting schedule. It's hard to say. It you just you know you just can't know this time of year. That's you being a pessimist, right? That's you being a Bills fan right now, bro. That's you being a Bills fan. Just look Explain. at each team. Just look at each team individually. Just go down the line. Do you really think we lose to Pittsburgh? Do you think Big Ben is going to beat our defense? No, I don't think so. All right, and we talked about Miami, Washington. Fitz, Matt, do you think Fitz – and Washington's defense wonderful, but it's at home. Do you think we'll drop that game? Like, Houston with Tyrod at quarterback probably. Like, I mean, I, I just don't see us dropping any of those games. Now, Kansas City, Tennessee, yes. Jacksonville, Miami, New, the Jets, maybe Indianapolis, maybe the Saints, um, perhaps Tampa Bay, but – we have so many, like, if I was saying, okay, bet, slap the table, we're going to win these games, I could count 10 wins for sure that we're going to win. And then you got six or seven maybes right. at worst. Now, I'm not being a pessimist. What I'm actually saying is you can't really make a prediction this time of year because you don't know which teams are going to take a huge step forward and which teams are going to take a huge step backwards. Last year at this time, teams would have looked at uh, the Buffalo Bills and said, well, right. you know, that, that's probably going to be a W because they didn't know Josh Allen was going to become an all pro yep. in his third season. And second for MVP, runner up right. for MVP. Right, runner up MVP. You know, you're totally right. I totally get that. So, you know, who's and nobody necessarily saw Roethlisberger falling apart the way he did. Yeah, he was getting older and he's been having problems with injuries for years, but I mean, he, he ended up with a noodle arm. I agree. But what I'm asking you is 
one, and, and I know a lot of Bills Mafia is pessimistic because we're natural Bills fans, so we look at the worst case scenario. Yeah, we've had this done to us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the old Charlie Brown moved the football. Yeah, we've been sucking before, so I understand us being hesitant when we're talking like this. I get it. Um, but even even so, when you talk about people moving up and people regressing, how many times do people move up like the Buffalo Bills did? Well, it's interesting you ask that question because I went through and I looked at a lot of records over the past 10 years. And it is not uncommon for teams to improve their win total by four in a season. Not uncommon. That's what the the NFL has created a league where that's a possibility. Parity. Right. Parity. So you win four more games than you did the season before. Here's the other thing I noticed. It's not uncommon for teams to drop by four wins. Right. But after having qu- a winning season. But what my question is, and you look like you look back over the last 10 years, and I to- I'm totally on board with what you're saying. My question is, how many times does that happen in a season? Meaning, okay, out of all the teams in the NFL, maybe one team will make a four-game jump and one team will take a four-game regression. All right. But okay. out of the 32 odd teams in the league, if it's only one team that makes the jump and one team makes the uh, regression, then that's fine. But when we look at a uh, 17 game season, is there going to be four teams on our schedule that do that? You Probably I mean? not. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Probably our not. Schedule, who do we see making a jump and how many of people is that? going to happen to i see maybe one maybe pittsburgh turning around that's fine but and then maybe one team that we thought would be good hopefully the chiefs maybe the titans i don't see that titans just added julio jones so they're gonna be better you would think but they also lost their tight end to the patriots the patriots are going to be a problem this year i think so uh now granted usually teams that load up on free agents don't perform well, and that's exactly what they did. They overpaid for a lot of guys, but I kind of have faith that they'll figure out how to put it together, assuming that they have good quarterback play, but the Miami Dolphins are on the rise too. Would you be shocked? Now, I don't think it's going to happen, but would you be shocked if Miami found a way to sweep the Bills? Yes. You would be. I, I I have us in my predictions losing one to New England, and one to Miami. If we get swept by either one of those teams, yeah, that'd that'd be tough. Swept? That mean we can find a way to win one against? Yeah, I, I'd be surprised. I I would I would be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked because their team on the rise. They added some excellent pieces, and you know it's a quarterback league, so they have a young quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. Is he going to take a step forward this year? Is he even good enough to take a step forward? And, you know, it's going to be predicated quite a bit on that. But as I look at the schedule, who could be more challenging than we thought before? The Colts are a playoff team and justifiably could have won that game that the Bills played. That is right. The Panthers could take a step forward. The Falcons, probably not. The Jets could be much tougher than they've been in the past, but I don't see them. Yeah, you know, I don't see them making a big dent. 
Do we see the Buccaneers going backwards? I predict the Buccaneers will regress because that's what happens to Super Bowl winning teams. Exactly. And you could argue that Tampa Bay shouldn't have won the Super Bowl. If you look at them during the season, they are just they're the team that got hot at the right time. Yep. No one no one thought that Tampa Bay was going to win the Super Bowl if you watched them during the season. But they got hot. So yep. I could definitely see them being the one that regresses. I can see them not making the playoffs. It's possible. It's entirely yeah. possible. Yeah, um, definitely. So what would cause, as I ask, what would cause a potential regression? And that meaning the Bills lose seven or more games. So we've said an injury to Josh Allen, naturally. Uh, a vast improvement of a number of teams that are currently on the Bills schedule. That could cause it. What about dumb luck? What about the ball just bouncing the wrong way a couple times? Take that Rams game. Man, the Bills wanted to lose that one so badly after getting out to that huge lead in the first yep. half where they scored 24 points in the first half, and then they started giving points up. What if they don't get that pass interference call down at the five-yard line, which was questionable to begin with? Mm-hmm. You know, they potentially lose that game. So what if the luck sort of runs out? Is that enough to cause them to regress? It is. And you once again, I keep harping on this, the uh, fumble by Cam Newton in the New England game. When they was driving down the field ready to score, we could have lost that game. But I look at it like for every game you take away, then you got to add the Hail Mary at Arizona. We win that game. Right. You know, right. so if you're gonna if you're gonna take away the Rams and New England's win, then you got to give me the Ari uh, uh, wins. You got to give me the Arizona loss. So luck usually happens to good teams. When, when the Bills were terrible, nothing ever went their way. When the Bills yeah. have been great, the ball bounces their way. It's just how it goes for good teams. I mean, mm -hmm. how many times have we seen the Patriots appear to be lucky and come come away from a game with a win? You're right. So what about this? What about somebody breaking the code of the Bills' offense? Now, as the season went on this past year, the offense cooled off. It seemed like teams were beginning to catch up. Josh Allen was good all the way through the season. He wasn't otherworldly in the second half of the season like he was in the first half. I agree. Do you think that word is out on the Brian Dable offense? That could be possible. For that, the, I mean, because you look at uh, the MVP from uh, the season before, Lamar Jackson. He yeah. had a good year, but he didn't have the MVP year. Mm -hmm. So that's possible. All right. So what I would say to that is hopefully our pass rush is better. Hopefully our defense is better. Mm -hmm. We get Scarlett Tulele back. All right. We got Carlos Basham. And if you look at ESPN.com, I don't know what's happening. Rookie camp and voluntary mini camps, but they got him listed as a starter and Jerry Hughes and uh, behind him. Now, do I what? think that's going to happen? Oh, yeah. Do I think that's going to happen at the beginning of the year? No. But that makes me wonder. I wonder if ESPN knows something that we don't know. You know, we don't get to see too much videos and a lot about, you know, rookie mini camps and stuff going on right now. And as of the recording, I'm, I'm looking at my phone on Twitter trying to keep up 
with mandatory mandatory mini camp started today for the next three days. All right. So I'm trying to keep up with uh, what's going on with that. You know, with Sal Capaccio tweeting out and he's showing videos and they saying that everybody's there, stars there and uh, everybody else. So. And we're going to talk about that more in our next podcast um, in the next week or so. So and speaking of ESPN, I just want to throw a shout out out there. Uh, Marcel Louis Jacques, who's the uh, the Bills writer for ESPN. He's mm-hmm. a great follow on Twitter. Marcel underscore LJ. It, mm-hmm. you, you really, you got to follow him if you're not already. Yeah. So that makes me wonder. And that's what I was going to say. That makes me wonder if they change the depth chart. Is this something that he's telling me? I don't know. But I just, that's something that you notice. But anyway, the point still being, hopefully our pass rush is better. So if our offense does take a regression, hopefully our offensive line is better and we can run the football more to where Josh Allen doesn't have to bear the grunt of the whole team. Right. All right. Last season, we saw a regression of the defense, which went from number three in the league to really very pedestrian. They ended up number 14 in the league this past year. In the middle of the pack. You know what I'm saying? So, once again, it's kind of like what you talk about with regression. If Josh Allen takes a step back, which would be natural, I mean, he was runner up for MVP, maybe he has a good year, not a great year. Hopefully, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and Breida and them, hopefully they bear the weight of running the football better to where Josh Allen hasn't had to do that. And the defense moves back up into the top five in the league, and I think that can happen with the right personnel. Right, right. Now, we have talked specifically about the Josh Allen injuries. Are there other key injuries that could cause the Bills to take a, a bigger step back, to lose five more games than they did this past season? Matt Milano. Matt Milano? Yeah, we need him. It, it, to me, in my mind, first, is first, second, and third, is, of course, is Josh Allen. And that, that ain't just because Josh Allen is the best player on the team right now, but it's just the quarterback is the most important position. So one, two, and three is Josh Allen. After that, number four would be a tie probably between Matt Milano and uh, Trey White, in my opinion. If we lose Trey White, that's going to be at least a game or two. If we lose Matt Milano, especially against the Chiefs, where we need him covering the tight end, then that might be a loss or two. I think that you can look at a combination of players and say that if any two of them are lost at at a given time, that it's going to be a big problem for the Bills. I I would throw Jerry Hughes, Deion Dawkins, uh, probably Daryl Williams into that, Stephon Diggs, Trey White. I, I, I think without those players on the field, any two of them is a problem for, for the Bills. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. We talk about Jerry Hughes often on the show. I just don't think he gets enough love in general. I think he's very, very good, and he performs year in and year out. I think so, too. I love Jerry Hughes. He's one of my favorite, more favorite players the last 20 years in a Bills uniform. Um but once again, he's getting older. We need to find the star, find a replacement. So we can't be pitted on someone in their 30s to be our best pass rusher and only getting it from him. It's true. 100% true. So we have been talking about what could cause the team to regress. Now, we have to talk about the linchpin of it, which is Josh Allen. 
Because the team is going to come and go as he does. He's the quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven league. This past season, he turned himself into an absolute star. But let's define what a regression would look like when it comes to Josh Allen's performance. I'd like to start with completion percentage. If his completion percentage drops by 5% or more, I would consider that a regression. Do you agree? I can agree with that. And and, and looking at it holistically, and you kind of touched on it earlier, if he plays like he did the second half of the season, and even the postseason, all right, we need him to have some of those big games. And with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders, and, and talking about our receiver core, you know I love talking about the receiver core. Uh, Pro Football Focus ranked the top 10 duos, and they had uh, Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley ranked number five. Uh, and that's with the addition of Julio Jones to Tennessee. Once again, I think that's a little low, but they're using the statistics that they go off of, saying we had top five, number five in the top ten of duos in the league. All right? Mm-hmm. Now you add Gabriel Davis and Emmanuel Sanders. Once again, I, I bang the table saying we have the best uh, wide receiver core in the, in the NFL. But, yes, I agree with you to answer your question. If his completion percentage goes down – or as QBR, all right? He finished mm-hmm. with an 81.7 QBR, which was third in the league. Um, he was he had 37 touchdowns, which was fifth, all right, and threw for 4,500 yards. Once again, if he, he could throw for 3,500 yards, <clears throat> let's say close to 4,000, and still have a good season. Absolutely. Um, so I, I agree with you on your metrics. I, I'm looking at QBR, and I'm looking at Q, uh Completion percentage. I'm going to throw in, for my own purposes, I'm going to throw in interceptions. He had 10 interceptions this past season. I feel if that goes up to 16, I I would say that's going to be my regression line. That's fair. That's fair. That would take his rate up to, his interception rate, that would be almost 4% at that point. Well, closer to 3% if if he's going to have the same number of attempts uh, mm-hmm. that he did this past season. And that's that's pretty high. So, I agree. So what could cause him to regress? I, I think we touched on one before, which is the talk of defenses unlocking the Brian Dable offense. Getting to understand it better. Know how to defend it. Right. That that could be a problem. But what about Josh himself? Could he just, like, he worked really hard for three seasons. He knows he's about to get a a giant pay raise. People are praising him all over the place. You see him on Instagram and stuff. He's got all these, like, hot blonde women with him. Does Josh (laughs) Allen just turn into an asshole and get cocky and not work as hard? Could that happen? I don't think so. There, or well, you never know what happens with people with monies involved. We've seen over the years plenty of people get paid, and then they just get comfortable. There's nothing I've seen in the first three seasons that make me feel like he's that way. When it comes to off the field, a leader, knowing what it is to be a quarterback, and having that moxie of just wearing the hat, I think that he he has that part down. I have no question. Are no doubt in my mind that he's going to continue to work 
um, to the best of his ability. So I, I'm not scared of that. I'm not scared of him becoming a diva. Um, I'm not either. I, I'm more scared of him playing with an injury that he refuses to acknowledge. Yeah. yeah. That is something that could really put a damper on the Bills season. Right. I totally agree. I just think with me, once again, I think it all intertwines with each other. We talked about it. What I want to see in this offense is Devin Singletary, 687 yards rushing. Zach Moss, 481 yards rushing. Uh, Josh Allen, 400 yards rushing, which is fine. All right. We need to have that threat from the quarterback position. I need Singletary or Moss to rush for 1,000 yards. That's not asking much to have a thousand yard rush in the NFL. You have 17 games. Mm-hmm. Okay. They both average four yards a carry, 4.4 for Singletary, 4.3 for Moss, and then Josh Allen, 4.1. Um, TJ Yeldon, who I said should have been getting more carries, seven yards a carry. All right. Mm-hmm. I We need to be able to run the football better. And that begins up front. I've been banging that drum the whole time we had our podcast. All right. Cody Ford has to show up this year. This is it for him, okay? Mm-hmm. He has to show up. And so, and if he don't, then maybe replace him with Buckinger. So, we have to block better. We have to have a run game that's going to support him. And that would be a reason why that he maybe don't throw for 4,500 yards. Maybe he only throw for 4,000 yards because we got a 1,000-yard rusher. That is – that's very interesting. Um, you know, the – he may not have the accumulated stats, but hopefully that wouldn't affect the QBR. It, you know, fewer right. yardage, fewer yards, I should say, uh, fewer touchdowns, sure. But hopefully the QBR would, would stay high enough there. Um, I think that Josh Allen is a gamer. And like I said, I don't see him developing a bad attitude. I am worried about him as he played through that separated shoulder. I'm worried that something like that could happen again this year because he still takes too many hits. I mean, I would really like for him to slide a lot more or just take a sack, just go down, live to fight another day. Yeah. And uh, hopefully he does. And he works on that during the off season. So we need him healthy, man. I mean, it- once again, if we lose him, and we have Mr. Trubisky, and I feel like we have one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. So yeah. he might be able to hold water until he gets back. But, I mean, the season hinges on Josh Allen, man, just like it did this past year. Yes, it does. So now I think what we have to ask is, do we think Josh Allen is going to take a step backwards this upcoming season? No. No, I don't think so either. I I think he's ascending. He may not match the unbelievable stats that he had this past season. And that's fine. He'd still be a great quarterback, even if he didn't finish second in the league in MVP and wasn't an all-pro. He'd still be a great, great player. And if Josh Allen does not take a step backwards, what are the chances then of the team stepping back? Little to none. If he plays at this level, unless unless the defense just gets worse, which I don't see happening, um, then I think we'll still be right where we want to be as long as he plays well and throws the same amount of touchdowns. 
even if the running game doesn't improve. The defense would have to take a step. That's how you got to look at it. Like our defense was middle of the pack this uh, this past year, and we still got the 13 wins. Yep. You know, so as long as he does what he's supposed to do and play anything close to that, I can see us get to the uh, 12, 13, 14 win mark. I absolutely agree with that. And I don't think you have to go 13 and three or 14 and three in order to have a season that is equally successful as this past one. Because like you said, with, with the Bucks, getting hot at the right time of year is more important than what your record is during the regular season, as long as you get into the postseason. Right. So we are in agreement. The Bills could slide back to 11 and 6, and that is still within the margin of error of not having regressed. Agreed? I agree with you, my friend. Well, there you have it, folks. The Buffalo Bills are not going to regress. Mark it. Write it down because we said it right here on Jamie D and Big Newt. Got a song for us? Amy, holler at me so you get this football. Hey, hey.